Welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast. My name is Amy Medling. I'm a certified health coach and founder of PCOS Diva. My mission is to help women with PCOS find the tools and knowledge they need to take control of their PCOS so they can regain their fertility, femininity, health, and happiness. Today's PCOS Diva podcast is sponsored by the seven-day Discover Your PCOS Diva Jumpstart program. Jumpstart is the place to begin when you're ready to commit to yourself and jump into your healing journey. Learn step-by-step how diet, lifestyle, and mindset changes can get you on the right path. You'll be thrilled to feel your energy return, brain fog lift, acne begin to clear, and so much more. Visit PCOSDiva.com slash jumpstart for more information and to get started today. If you haven't already, make sure you check out PCOSDiva.com. There I offer tons of great free information about PCOS and how to develop your PCOS diet and lifestyle plan so you can begin to thrive like a PCOS diva. Look for me on iTunes, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram as well. Today we're going to talk about something that affects so many women with PCOS and if you didn't know, uh, this, this this really kind of um, crazy statistic that 60% of women with PCOS have some mood-related disorder. And I think a lot of us are often looking for a magic pill to kind of make some of these symptoms of PCOS go away. And today I brought in a really fun, energetic expert. I've met her um, on several occasions. She's a PCOS advocate and she's very active in the the PCOS community. And she's going to be talking to us about one of these magic pills to help with PCOS symptoms. And we're going to be especially talking about, um, about mental health. And her name is Maria Hortzman and she is the founder of BFABU. So welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast, Maria. Hello. How are you? It's a pleasure being here. I'm so glad that we're talking about this amazing topic. Yeah, I've been wanting to have you on the podcast for a while now, and I'm just so glad that we were able to connect. You're a personal trainer. You're a corporate wellness consultant. You focus on health and insulin resistance. Um, And you just bring so much energy to the PCOS Challenge events every year. You, you lead us in um, warm-ups before the, the 5K walk run, and um, you your sessions, I've attended several of them, and they're just so information-packed, and I'm hoping that you can share some of that, uh, some of your knowledge with us today as we talk more about um, the, the magic pill. So why don't you kind of share with us um, what that is? Yes. Uh, you know, I, I love doing this because uh, the magic pill that I'm talking about is actually free, which is even better, right? It's, it's about exercise. It's about physical activity. And uh, some people are rolling their eyes, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know, because uh, and the reality is that I think it's just about a third of the population, American, Americans who are actually getting 
the what is considered a prescription of exercise of 150 minutes, you know, of uh, moderate um, exercise intensity a week. And this, for some reason, is a barrier, you know, that I noticed that is so challenging for people to get over, you know, and to continue. But what I'm here to talk today is, you know, as you introduced, is the importance of this spill into our lives, not only for PCOS, but as an as individual, as a whole, to one is to restore health, but also to maintain health, right, and longevity, um, because it's, it's uh, I like to, to look at to, from, uh, exercise from a perspective of mental health, and, and, and mental health specifically, obviously, we're talking about the brain, right, um, and uh, it is the magic pill because it is, the studies are very, very clear today. That is the most transformative thing that you and I and everybody else in the world can do for our brain health because ignites um, many, well, basically all the key neurotransmitters in our brain, right? And uh, these neurotransmitters are related to our depression, to our sense of accomplishment, to, to actually our concentration, to our focus. And this free pill, you know, not only helps us with our brain, uh, you know, but also helps with the insulin sensitivity, which is, you know, the statistics vary in the women with PCOS, but, you know, can go as high as 70% of women with PCOS have insulin resistance. And that's one of the topics that I, I talked a lot. Today is not the focus over here. But obviously helps with type 2 diabetes prevention and maintenance. Muscle and bone uh, strength, which is for women, is indispensable because, you know, we have lower level of testosterone. So it's harder to get, you know, <clears throat> uh, to maintain that bone health uh, and muscle, you know, strength as we get older. So strength training is very important. You know, it's important for metabolic syndrome, which actually PCOS is included in there, blood pressure, cardiovascular, gut motility. People don't think about that, but exercise is excellent for gut motility as well. Going to that bathroom, right, clear, keeping, keeping our, our, our pipes clean, you know, from uh, osteoporosis, cancer, inflammation, which a lot of the degenerative uh, diseases in the brain, there are inflammation in the brain, right, the brain cells. You know, immune system, weight management, God knows. I mean, is really the best free pill yet. And yes, it is free. We all can do it. Can you get started with a, a coach and a trainer? Absolutely. And sometimes that's what I see that people need the most. And uh, I'll dive into the neurotransmitters over here at, uh, you know, when, um, when gets to that conversation, but, uh, that's, uh, you know, do you see this a lot, Amy, with uh, your, you know, with the people, with the women with PCOS that, uh, you know, exercise sometimes can be a, a struggle for them to start and continue? Yeah, I, actually, that's, you read my mind. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, I think that there's a lot of resistance um, around exercise. Um, I think especially when you're feeling very low. And I can speak to my own um, experience. I, I've had, I suffer with seasonal affective disorder. So we're recording this, you know, kind of just coming off winter here up 
in New Hampshire and, um, you know, I had a tough winter and I know that when I'm feeling my worst is when I'm not um, really motivated to exercise. And although I know, I know it's going to make me feel better. There's so much resistance there. And it's usually my husband shoving me out the door to to, um, go for a walk or, go I, I love pure bar go to pure bar mm-hmm. um and why is that why is there so much resistance and what can what are some resistance busters to kind of get us um you know d- uh taking advantage of this this wonderful um remedy which is exercise yes um look i mean i am a personal trainer right and uh and i've been exercising for a long time not before i became a a personal trainer i was you know active here in the u.s i'm originally from brazil but i've been kind of active playing volleyball and you know and all that kind of stuff since 98 specifically uh, when i started back here in the u.s but as a trainer sometimes can be hard you know because i'm a normal person as well first of all we have to recognize that uh, you know, the brain, you know, is very powerful. And, uh, and the brain wants the safety, right? The safety is doing nothing over here. When we kind of lay back and we do nothing, oh, this is really good. And Aldo is not really what the brain wants in the, day, in the end of the day, or what the body wants, but is looking for that safety. So like you were saying, you know, okay, the winter is challenging the winter, right? It's cold. I'm in Atlanta, so it's not, doesn't get as cold as you guys up, there, up north and bless your hearts, you know, uh, but it's still challenging. You know, uh, I don't go for walks outside on the winter. Uh-uh, I'm not doing that. You know, I have my own gym over here is a private studio and can get tough. So what we need to do is to, first of all, recognize recognize that we are kind of down, right? That we're not feeling our best, that we're not motivated and says, okay, what can I do? Oh, I got to move. Oh, I know that movement is, is important, but okay, I don't want to do that. So bingo right there. You know, that is that sluggish part of your brain saying, no, 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 no. You are okay over here. So I want you to get to that point that you're having conversations. You know, one side of your, of your brain is saying, go ahead. You need this thing, right? Get all pumped up. You're going to feel so good after that, Amy. So, right? And the other say, no, why do you want to do that? Are you crazy? Look, I have gone through these conversations thousands of times. And all my clients do, okay? And most people do. So what can we do? So from the awareness to saying, what can I do right now? You know what? One freaking minute. And let me tell you, I mean, there is categories of exercises, right? Yeah, there is the low intensity, moderate, and intense uh, levels of exercise, right? And they're all specific for, you know, for longevity and for, but, you know, for fat burning and the moderate and extensive and so on, more cardiovascular. And today we're talking about mental health. We're going to dive into those. But burst exercises, which is something that I do normally, the, the sessions in PCOS uh, challenge, is they are like 30 to 60 seconds all out. And all out for you, Amy, is different than for me, right? Because we're all different, you know, in our cardiovascular, in our conditioning, in our beginning level. Whatever that level we are today, that's the beginning of today for tomorrow. That's what I call it. So these are, these are actually proven that a few sessions, two or three of these burst sessions of exercises increase growth hormone more than 
30 minutes of aerobic exercise. This is wow. powerful. Mm -hmm. And what, why is this important? Because growth hormone, the activation of that, actually induces fat burning, lean mass, right? And look, not only with women of PCOS, you know, can benefit, but all of us. I don't care what state you are in your life and your age. So why not say, you know what? Today I'm going to start with this burst. And I'm going to do up as soon as I wake up. And then when you're feeling down, because our cortisol hormones go down in the day, right? About two or three o'clock, we feel like sluggish. And unless we really pay attention to our body, we go through the caffeine, we go to the sugar, we go whatever, if we cannot take a nap, right? And then we notice our productivity, you know, going down. So I, I wanted to say that um, a lot of women with PCOS have that inversed cortisol curve. So their cortisol is really low in the morning or even flatlined during the day. So that is that I, I kind of go through cycles where my where that happens to me if I'm just too stressed or too um, busy, kind of that adrenal fatigue. And yes. what helps me is that burst exercise yes. in the morning because it does raise my cortisol. Yes. Kind of get, it almost like shocks my rhythm back into a normal pattern if I do it consistently. That's absolutely correct. And again, comes from the awareness, right? Because I also went through a, 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 a I don't have PCOS, you know, uh, but I have clients with PCOS and I've worked with them and I really feel I have my heart for them. Uh, because it's really a struggle. And every step that we take will help us. And I'm telling you, this one that we're talking today is an important step. And so we have to be uh, to understand, you know, where we are. So with my adrenal fatigue that I had about two years ago, right, exhaustion level three, and that was stress-driven, by the way. It was not my nutrition. But I also was doing myself a disfavor with really high-intensity exercises, you know, through in the afternoon, in the late afternoon, and that's actually when my cortisol was higher. I I knew that because I eventually did the test and I put protocols for my clients. And I says, "Time out, Maria. I gotta do that for myself because something is not right." And my cortisol was so low to the dumps in the morning. Right. So we have to understand where we're at. So if you have PCOS, any one of those, because I had clients with PCOS that not like you, they're also exhausted, so everything is low right? So, okay, what can we do? And we can say one minute, one minute, I can do one minute and get the accountability, get yeah. the accountability to do it. Is your friend, is your husband, is your kid, put the kid to work if you have one, you know? So again, comes with the awareness of what well-being and how our body is working in knowing that that side of the brain, the lazy one is going to say, uh-uh, no. Uh, stay right here, you know, and the other is saying, you know, you're going to feel better. So I'm glad that you experienced this and you move your fanny, I call it, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I love, I think you're absolutely right on about just kind of making a, a pact with yourself that you're going to do it for one minute or I, I give myself like five minutes because yes. I, I probably will quit after a minute um, because I think you start seeing those positive effects and and the neurotransmitters that you know, I want us to want you to tell us more about within a short period of time. And the other thing you said is accountability. And I had mentioned Pure Bar, and what one of the things that really holds me accountable is they have this app. And in the beginning of the week, I go on and I look at my calendar and I 
put the, the dates that I want to um, take class in. So if I cancel um, within eight hours, like, like after eight hours, I'm charged $15. Ah! So that really holds me accountable. And I get my, my fanny there. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't want to pay. Exactly. And you know what, let me tell you that uh, one of the main reasons that people end up hiring a personal trainer, and I highly recommend because when I was in corporate, you know, my background is in corporate, and I've been, I, you know, I left corporate in 2000, end of 2014 to start my company because the passion outgrew, you know, passion for, for health and wellness uh, outgrew the passion in finance. Um, and I used to have personal trainers back in the day because I was a workaholic and I'm still a workaholic. And I says, you know what? First, I felt, I felt like, okay, I got to show up. This person is waiting for me. So there is a kind of, you know, accountability that I got to go because that too is the money. I was not going to, you know, lose 60 bucks or so per session because of that. And my trainers never, I mean, never gave me money back. Whatever excuse I gave, mm -mm. it was 24 hours and that's it. And you know what? I do that to my clients. There are exceptions, you know, sick and whatever, whatever. I do make exceptions. I'm not like those trainers. But I try to understand, especially with women with certain conditions. You know, I have clients with type 2 diabetes, type 1, which is very, you know, conditional and PCOS. So I, I understand those things. So I adjust. Uh, but it is, it is important, you know. Uh, to get that accountability. So paying somebody to get us to feel comfortable on our skin, you know, to understand the form because we don't want to get injured. We want to use exercise to all these benefits that we're talking about and to get us motivated, to get us inspired, to get us to feel, you know, the goodness, you know, that there is behind exercise. So do it, you know, or go to classes. There is meetup classes. There is a lot of other sources that are less expensive that get you going. But set your timer, your calendar, and, and stay true to it. That is number one, you know, and, and put rewards to yourself. And I'll be glad to give this to uh, folks. I created what is called a fun fitness calendar, and I use it. Uh, and I marked, I put it, I laminated and I put that on my fridge and it's a kind of fun little thing, right? So it's a monthly calendar and because laminated, I can raise. So I just started April and right there, I see it the days that I exercise and I put like little pictures of me. Sometimes if I, you know, it's strength training, I put me like holding a bar strong, whatever, and put smiley faces, you know, on the fridge. I have a bunch of those smiley faces, magnets that I put in there. So make it fun, and this can be great for a family, you know, uh, to do it. So uh, I, I use all kinds of, uh, you know, tools to help myself, and I make myself accountable putting this exercise that I do uh, in Facebook as well. You know, just pictures. So at least I know, well, if people, you know, seeing that I'm not exercising, say, what kind of trainer are you? You know, that kind of stuff. So whatever it is that is going to kind of help you hold accountable, you know, Think about those. Make a list. This is how do I feel like accountable to myself and to others because I want to inspire other people to do the same thing. If I can do it, you know, maybe my friend Mary can do it as well. Let me help her. So that's one way is helping others beyond ourselves. Yeah, all, all great resistance busters. Um, 
So I want to get back to the exercise mood connection and mental yes. health connection. Um, you know, I, I firmly believe that knowledge is power. I think that's another resistance buster when we know that exercise helps us more than just kind of that, that old paradigm of calories in, calories mm-hmm. out. You know, yeah. you're not going to the gym to burn off the milkshake that you, you know, <laughs> eat at lunch or whatever. It's, that's not really how it works. Um, the, the benefits go, um, you know, go far beyond um, calorie burning. So tell us what it does to our mental health. And then, um, then I'd love to know, like, what you think are the best activities to kind of achieve that benefit. Yes. Look, uh, I, want, I, want, I want the audience uh, and, and you as well to imagine a tree, Right. Imagine like a magnolia tree, one of those trees that is very, you know, common here in the South, you know, and they're resistance, basically, you know, their leaves, they don't lose leaves. The Southern magnolia tree is like bright green colors, right? And their, their root system, let's start with the root, they, they don't go deep, they actually spread to the side. So I want you to imagine that tree, you know, that is almost like, a, you know, a Christmas tree right? And the roots, they spread, you know, along sideways, you know, um, and they eventually they interconnect with others, you know. And so, and then you have the trunk, and then you have the tree, you know, the blooms, the flowers, and the magnolia tree is beautiful as well, because it blooms in the spring, in the summer, right? So, it's a, a kind of a perfect tree uh, in that sense. So, what is really what I want you to understand is that uh, the power of exercises, I'm going to quote here, uh, you know, what uh, John uh, Ridley, an uh, MD, wrote in one of his books because it's really inspired me to actually design this tree and to focus a lot more on exercise and brain health. So, he says this, which is fantastic. The neurons in the brain connect to one another through leaves on the tree-like branches. And exercise causes those branches to grow and bloom in the new buds, thus enhancing brain function at a functional level. I mean, I have the chills just... I know. The one okay. Beautiful. I don't know. Is that a metaphor or analogy? I no. Yeah, no. But that's actually that, that quote I'm reading yeah. to you because I, I still haven't put it entirely on my brain, right? Mm-hmm. I'm reading because it, it comes straight from his book, all right? And when I read this, I remember exactly, Amy, I, I, my brain went nuts, you know, because his book is amazing. And I start drawing this tree. And then I went to the research mode, right? So what the roots of this tree you know, thus, these are the exercise, the physical activities, you know, that we do, right? So we're talking about, you know, going and answering what kind of physical activities over here that I'm going to, in the end, show, you know, what really is, brings the, the most effective and impactful for the brain. These are things that involve some cardiovascular, aerobic exercise, right? And this, we can think about Zumba, jogging, running, you know, CrossFit, something that I do, weight training that is kind of has some cardio in it as well, either from the weight lifting that is heavy or the intensity, you know, boxing, kickboxing, hockey, you know, hiking, right? Hiking can be if you put some pounds over here, if you're going to go up and hill, right? Basketball, soccer, dancing, 
You know, all those things, volleyball, which is one of my passions as well, right? Burst exercises. And you can use burst to put that between your sets in your exercise, right? Even fencing, soccer. Do you get it? That all these exercises, they have a component of aerobic in there, right? So this is, you know, one thing in a sense, people think about exercise, I got to go to the gym. And it says, no, no. You don't have to go to the gym. You actually can do is think about the things that you love to do, right? Because we cannot start, you know, a routine of anything that we know that is going to benefit us the most already on the downhill. Oh, shoot, I don't like this. Why do I want to put myself into that? Again, that side of the brain saying, I don't like this, lazy brain, I don't want to do this. So let's Put that barrier away and I says, what do I like to do instead? Have think about the positive aspects of it. Well, I do like to go for walks. Okay, great. How can I add a more cardiovascular? Maybe I can do some bursts in the middle. I tell my clients to stop right there for 30 seconds of the jumping jacks. Don't care about... Or add some hills. Make it a yes. hill. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Add some hills, right? I mean, goes, you know, if you can jog, if you don't have any knee problems and things like that, you know, for 30 seconds, go a little faster, do a little light jog in that walk, right? And then so on. So you can do that. So, oh, I like to swim. Okay, great. Add some bursts of swimming into that. For 30 seconds, I'm going to do as fast as I can on that lapse, you know? So think about the things that you love to do. You start that way does not necessarily have to be in the gym because you're going to start, you know, inspire, igniting these neurotransmitters for the brain. And what are those neurotransmitters that I'm talking about? Now we're thinking about, you know, so, so this exercise, they're the root, right? The foundation. That's what I like to say, you know, because if that root is not working well, boy, we have a problem. If we're not, you know, in the quality of the soil, right? If we're not putting water, think about it. Our body is the same. Our body is the same. We need to have the water. We need to put quality soil. What is that? Fertilize. It's the food that we eat. You know, we can talk about exercise all day, but you know what? Nutrition is indispensable for the progress, you know, and for the maintenance and for the repair of our body. So we cannot just say that exercise is the best for you. Yes, it is very important as we're talking about, but nutrition is indispensable to this. It's, it's a, you know, it's a couple right there right? And obviously there is sleep and management stress, which exercise does. So now to the trunk of this tree, imagine now we have the neurotransmitters. And what kind of neurotransmitters I'm talking about? I'm talking about dopamine. Dopamine is like, think about is the learning, is the reward when we feel like yuppie, right? We got, we got this thing going. Now attention, movement, that's what dopamine does, right? Is that kind of little Prozac, you know, that we have. And then, you know, serotonin, you know, that is where the depression comes in, right? So we need, we need both, right? The depression, you need to be uplifted, but the serotonin wind is down. Whoa, boy, that's our mood is down. Impulsiveness, you know, anger, aggressiveness. Boy, I went through all that. I went through all that. I went to a very deep depression in my life as well, you know, and I used everything that I could in my power, you know, to kind of get out of that, you know. And so well, I've also seen that um, women within studies that women with PCOS tend to have low levels of serotonin. That's correct. Mm-hmm. That is correct. So hence one more important, one more reason for us to move our fannies. 
you know, is start with the bursts or including bursts and then moving up on the length of the exercise. So dopamine, serotonin, uh, neuropronephrine, right? what is that? That is attention, again, perception, motivation, motivation, arousal, right? So these, again, think about how we feel when we're down, you know. We feel like depressed, we feel low energy, we feel like we don't want to do anything, we, don't, we feel like we don't want to talk to anybody, and sometimes we actually put ourselves aside from everybody else, which is really not what the body needs. There is another hormone called oxytocin. Oxytocin is an anti-stress hormone, anti-inflammatory, that is actually when we hug, when we touch, actually lifts us up, so it's anti-depression you know, so when think about this, when you're feeling down, that's when you need the connection. That's when you need the connection. And maybe going to a class, like you said, is one. You know, make an effort and says, you know, today I'm going to go, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to go and I'm going to make sure that I, I'm going to talk to somebody today. You know, just talking to somebody and giving and have that communication is good. It's an antidepressant. Now you're going to move. Add the movement, then we're really in good terms, right? So other things, and one specific that I want to talk about um, is, uh, is a neurotrophin, which a lot of times people don't talk, is BDNF. And what is that? BDNF actually is so important. Think about, you know, in the brain we have neuro, uh, neurons, right? And the importance of these neurons is we, you know, in, in the past we thought that medicine and science thought that our brain was wired and that was it. You know, we had that one brain, we're born with that brain, and all the wires that we had, that was it. Well, science has evolved to discover that's not the case, right? We continue to evolve. And these neurons, okay, these synapses, synapses like the connection of these neurons, right? They are enhanced with exercise. There is drugs as well. So antidepressants, okay, um, which I'm not, you know, I'm not promoting antidepressants, but sometimes they are needed, okay? They are needed to get our fanny out of that chair, right? Or that couch or that bed, right? Especially when we're talking about anxiety to control and uh, depression. So um, <clears throat> antidepressants have proven to actually increase BDNF, okay? Which is that fertilizer, that synap synaptic plasticity. So the plasticity in the brain, what is that? Is actually the growth of the brain, right? So that synapses, that connection happens, you know, with this BDNF and with exercise. So the more empowering, the more we do to grow this BDNF, more power we're going to have to actually change habits, for us to learn a new language, for us to actually stay on with that exercise routine that we're trying so hard over here to get started, right? But we have to get started. So knowing that exercise is going to help my synapses right here in the brain to connect, build new habits, and stay more positive, right? Lower that stress in the brain, because it does. Increase our reward center, our mood. Hold on. Why am I not doing this, right? Why am I not doing this? So this is a question that is like, I think sometimes it's a snowball, Right, so we get into that snowball effect, and we can sit here and say, "Okay, why am I not doing this, Amy? Why, why, why? Oh my God!" And you hit yourself against the wall. And I want you to stay. Stop. Time out. Enough of the why, why, why. Action. 
is necessary. So knowledge is power, right? Not really. Knowledge is the beginning of the powerful process. The word action, you know, in the actually doing, which is the action, is what's going to really become powerful. I don't think we are in lack of knowledge. Everybody knows exercise is good. Maybe they don't know to this extent that we're talking about. And there is a lot more into the brain, right? But there is now is the beginning. And it says, okay, what can I do? And stop the what can I do, you know, to actually putting these steps ahead. So this BDNF is the linking, you know, it links between the thought, the emotions, the movement, and it's really the fertilizer. We need this, you know, and exercise is so powerful to increase this. And John, uh, Dr. John, in his book mentions, you know, it says they've done studies with people with depression that uh, they put into, you know, depression medication, right? And uh, so a group of depression medication only, and then with exercise only. So they both achieved, you know, very similar results, right? Now, the thing is, when they stop the medication, they went downhill again, right? So again, the medication I like to call that is a patch, and we all need that patch, that band-aid sometimes, at least to not allow the creatures come in and eat our lives, right? But it's not healing. It's not healing. The healing depends on us taking action, especially from a holistic perspective, to actually heal the body, from the mind to the body and the spiritual side of it, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's why it's, it is a magic pill, because it is true healing. I mean, it's... It's like the same idea as using the birth control pill um, for women with PCOS. Yes, you know, it, it really can be a Band-Aid and it can kind of help you, you know, feel better um, in the short term and it might be just what you need, but it really isn't, it, it's a patch and it's not getting to the true healing. Right. And that's so, a holistic approach, yeah. Exactly. And that's what you teach, you know, that's what I do the same. And in that same experiment, uh, you know, so then they put uh, folks to, okay, now you're exercising and you're having the antidepressant. It was rapid growth and improvement. And when the people uh, start feeling better, they were able to do what? Titrate down that antidepressants and eventually get rid of the, the, the antidepressants, but continue the exercise and that was it. All right? So, yes, there, was, there are ways you know, so the blooming part, the leaves and the buds of this tree, uh, you know, we're talking about the emotions and the feelings, you know, from removing stress, right, from or relieving stress. We cannot remove stress. We don't want actually to relieve, you know, remove stress entirely because it's a very powerful thing, right? It, it stress actually gives us that ignite. It gives us that jump, you know, to do things is that that little heart rate over here. It is. Yeah. I mean, I sort of see anxiety as that too, you know, cause I tend to ha be, have a lot of anxiety, but I've tried to reframe it as the anxiety is, is sort of um, my uh, inner self calling me to action. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, I'm, that there might be some resistance around that action and that's might be what's causing the anxiety. Yes, and the exercise is going to help, obviously, you know, with uh, the anxiety, 
which is going to have because again all those neurotransmitters and there is other neurotransmitters you know uh gaba uh glutamate and others that we didn't speak over here for the lack of you know for the lack of time we just want to focus on the ones that are especially most related to that uh, you know that people are most aware you know from the dopamine uh and uh, serotonin but also want to bring the bdnf that is so powerful and mostly unknown right but we're talking about having more vigor having more energy you know, having more vitality, having more self-control, right? I mean, it, it, from diseases, from uh, ADHD, it helps. From prevention of Alzheimer's, actually, we cannot actually eradicate Alzheimer's, right? Uh, but what exercise does, with, especially with BDNF, that is also proven in rats, right? Um, and I think there are some studies in, in people as well, is extend the life of these neurons, right, and uh, of our brain. So, okay, instead of getting what is becoming normal now, 50-something for Alzheimer's, to extend that. Because if we live a long life, which is the expectancy now, you know, well, I mean, what is the quality of life that we want to have? And that's the beauty of exercise, is expanding the quality of life. From the memory, you know, from aggressiveness to the confidence, decision-making process in our prefrontal cortex, you know, right here where exercise, bingo, you know, resilience. Folks, why are we saying no to this? So I have um, an obstacle that I want to get your opinion on that I hear in in one, it's framed one way or another with... um, many women with PCOS and it, it's, I think that we are perfectionists. I think <clears throat> that's part of um, maybe that high androgen state that's kind mm-hmm. of like driven. Um, anyway, I've talked yeah. about this on other podcasts, but I think that we're perfectionists and I think that we have this image that, you know, we're going to be, everybody's going to be focused on us if we're not perfect. So uh, I have a, and I wrote this story in, in my book about a client who loved to swim. You know, we kind of got to the place where we, we realized that swimming would be a great exercise for her because she loved doing it and it would be sustainable, but she was so afraid to be seen in a bathing suit mm-hmm. at her, you know, local Y because she felt like everybody would be looking at her and her imperfections and that she's not perfect. And I think whether it's at the Y in your bathing suit or at the gym in your, you know, workout tights or, or, or what have you, I think that there's some level of overcoming this perfectionist tendency around exercise. So what do you think? What, what, how can we break free from that? Yes. Well, (laughs) Well, the, uh, I, I know what I'm going to say over here might not um, come right for some people. Um, but I will tell you this. You're not that important. I'm not that important. Okay? People are very busy, folks. They're ve- what exactly is going to happen here is let's say that, um, you know, you have a little extra pounds over there or even more than little extra pounds. You have many. And what's going to happen when somebody sees you at the gym? They're going to look at you and say, wow, she might be a little big. And they're going to go on. They're going to go on doing their thing. 
all right? How much do you think that you're that important to that person that you do not know anything about? Zero. I want you to take this stand for yourself. And I know that it's still kind of easy to say this, right? Uh, but what I, 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 the focus over here is on you and why you're doing it. I know, Amy, that you speak a lot about this as well. Why we're in this journey? Why am I embarking into this new exercise routine? Why am I doing those things? This is important. It's about you. It's about your health. It's about your stamina. It's about your dopamine, your serotonin, you getting the next step you know, in your, in your life and health. And you deserve it. I think there's that, that's yes! a, a, a message that has to come across. But not only that, let me tell you, I have a client, um, and she's got PCOS, and she's big, you know, and she, oh, my God, I love her because she basically goes to the gym, she takes pictures, she speaks on it, she does not care about that. And, you know, one of the reasons she continues to do this, she says, because she knows she's inspiring people, mm-hmm. all right? And she's a mother, a single mom of a daughter, right? She wants that daughter to have the best. I know a lot of women don't have PCOS or women listening to this don't have kids yet. But you know what? It doesn't have to be yours, right? The fact that you might be a little bigger or do not know much about exercise and what to do, that's even better reason for you to get started to prove that you can do it. And again, you know, that's what, one of the reasons I started doing online personal training is because a lot of people feel like I, 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 don't, I don't like the gym. I don't like the gym. I feel like I'm being looked at it, yada, yada. So you know what? You have to go nowhere. Right here from your living room, from your bedroom, whatever it is, we put the camera and we get the job done until they start lifting their confidence and energy because I do want them to exercise, you know, multiple times a, a week. If, it, if the home becomes, okay, well, whatever, or, you know, the outdoor becomes and they need more strength, more this because they're getting better, okay, let's get you to that confidence level that you can sign up for that gym, all right? But now you know what to do. You're feeling good about yourself. So, again, it's getting what are the barriers. Let's knock it. The reality is there is many solutions, and sometimes what is missing is the inspiration or the motivation comes first, the inspiration comes next, right? And all this is not going to work well unless you have accountability, mm-hmm. you know, and knowing what to do, obviously. Well, I would love for you to tell us more about your, your online um, programs. I mean, I think women listening that – you know, feel like they need some inspiration and motivation, um, you know, after talking to you, you know, tell us more about BFAB, BU, and, and what services you offer. Yeah, uh, well, thanks for that. Uh, BFAB, BU stands for Be Fit and Healthy, Age Beautifully, BU. So that's the fab, what it means, which is a fabulous thing too. But, <laughs> you know, I, uh, my, my goal with, uh, with what I do is to really inspire you know, uh, people to make different choices in their lives. And from a very holistic approach, yes, I'm a personal trainer, uh, but I also, you know, I, I work on the body from a nutritional endocrinology perspective, which is not only nutrition, but other lifestyles from sleep, stress, mindset, you know, uh, and detoxification of the body, so on, to allow us to actually ignite the power of these hormones and neurotransmitters. 
right? So everything that we do regarding to these pillars of health, you know, I help individuals to get because it, it's about actually enhancing, seeing the systems in the body who are maybe not working well. These lifestyle areas, you know, that are putting programs depending on what, what the women want and men as well. I work with men as well, but my clients are mostly women. Uh, it's like, where are you at? Where you want to go? And sometimes it's their digestive system that is not working well. Again, we start with lifestyle and protocols, right? Is there blood sugar? Is there insulin sensitivity? You know, it could be adrenal fatigue, could be thyroid, could be, you know, in the end of the day, it becomes a cascade, but all it starts with foundations. So I evaluate what people are in need, what they're looking for, and, you know, we go into this partnership, and this partnership can be as short as, you know, a month to very long. really depends what people need. And I do this in person and, um, you know, here in Atlanta, and I do this online as well. And the uh, personal training is uh, the same thing, you know, and I took personal training online um, a little over, uh, it's been a year and a half or so. It's been fantastic. I love it. I really love it. Actually, most of my clients now are online, and I feel that I can make a difference to these women who are time-constrained, right, because they don't have the time uh, to go to the gym and da yada yada They can show up just with a T-shirt and shorts, whatever. We're good to go, right? Uh, they don't feel good going to the gym. They don't know what to do, and you feel their you know, you feel them blooming. They see them blooming, getting, you know, confidence and seeing their strength. And, and, and it's just great. And I'm able, because I'm, I'm beyond, you know, a trainer, I'm a coach and other aspects, I'm able to kind of integrate that into the discussion as well. How are you feeling? How are you asleep? And then gives tools also, you know, in case people just want me to be their trainer and not their coach. But I think it's, it's a village. It takes a village. Okay, from your physicians to your specialty doctors to your coaches to your trainers to your friends to your family, health takes a village. So I I love to be part of that village, and I will be part of that village in the extent that the person wants me to to do um, and to be. You know, so uh, that is you know what I do. But before we you know, we go, I really want to address one thing about this, uh, you know, imperfect action. You know, it, it is, it, it is, I, I really want you guys to get out of this talk today and think about what kind of activities you really enjoy to do, right? And being the perfect type, let me tell you this, I'm also, you know, I, I have to learn how to take imperfect action with my business. I've always been a type A you know, perfect, perfect, and I learned the hard way, folks, in the very hard way, that that leads to nothing but is stress, okay? We have to, actually, when we fail is when we grow the most, and I'm not saying promoting failure. What I'm promoting is growth, and growth happens when we allow ourselves to experience different stuff, right? We do not grow being in our comfort zone. We don't, period, and those synapses that we're talking over here in the brain to get us all pumped up and all growing, that requires us to keep moving, keep pushing. And that's the same thing with exercise, right? So think about the activities that you enjoy. Think so where I'm at, I really have a come to Jesus conversation. Where are you at? 
right? I'm at here. You know, I suck here. Do great here. Good, good, good. Not so good. Okay, great. Then set some goals, right? And then get what? What do I need to succeed in these goals? Setting goals is easy. Now, starting to get them to accomplish them, that's a very different story, right? So that's where it's what do I need to succeed, you know, to achieve these goals, right? What is on my way? What is really on my way? Is that my excuses, that lazy brain talking? Or is that, oh, you know what? My shoulder hurts, my calf hurts, my hips. I'm sorry. These are all excuses because right now I have shoulder issue and I have calf, okay? And I'm still exercising. There is adaptation to everything. So have a clear conversation. What is in your way? Sometimes it's ourselves that's in our way, right? And get a plan ahead, you know? And so that's the only, in, in that plan, think about your village, you know, who is, who do I need? And budget sometimes is part of the conversation. So put that in, oh, the budget. Okay. But what can, what can adjustments do I have to make at least to get started if I need a help, you know, extra help. Uh, so that's, that imperfect action is key over here. In exercise, it's not, I'm sorry, it's not about once a week. That's not going to do anything. Just when you're learning a language, you have to practice, practice. The same thing, that's what's going to build those synapses. So you have, so maybe you start with that one minute, then you increase to five minutes, then you increase to 10 minutes, right? And also, okay, one, you know, one, one minute every three days, okay, great, that's the beginning. And then continue to grow in there. Assess where you're at and put a plan ahead and get the accountability that you need. You will have you will benefit from all these powerful things that we're talking about when you, con when you have exercise consistently. So get on it because that is the free pill that all the doctors should be talking more about and they're simply not, you know, making their clients and patients, um, you know, to, to do it or accountable for. Well, you certainly motivated me to go out for a walk today rather than spending the time, you know, the extra time on my computer <laughs> writing another <laughs> art blog article. Um, I'm going to go out there and, and move um, and do some bursts too um, yeah. and come back feeling better. Um, I, I really appreciate all of your advice around the resistance because I think a lot of it's going to help a lot of women listening. And, you know, what, why don't you put out a challenge? Like, what, what do you want everybody listening to do this week? Oh, I want them, you know, I, I want them to start with uh, out of bed. Out of bed, I want them to actually do three sets of 30 seconds of bursts out of bed. So basically do 30 seconds, rest for 30 seconds or a minute. You know, or as long as to get your heart rate down a little bit and do another one of 30 seconds to a minute and rest a little bit. So this whole thing is not going to be more than five minutes, right? Mm -hmm. So do that out of bed. You're going to see the lift on your energy, you know. Uh, that is a challenge. And, um, you know, you guys are welcome to reach me at bfabbu.com. And that is B-E-F-A-B. B-E-Y-O-U.com. You, uh, you know, I post all my exercises on my Facebook page. And when you go to my website, you can see on the top, you know, the icons to link with me. You can call me, I mean, or text me. Really, uh, you know, I, I'm very good at that. And my number is 
8355490. And I would love to offer a session, a complimentary session, you know, to the audience so we can discuss uh, how I can assist, even if it is in a more comprehensive way or just exercise. You know, I do offer also group online sessions too. So maybe if you get a group, you know, we can do that. It's a lower rate, but Again, there's many ways that we can get started, but just reach out, and I'll be glad to be your accountability system. Uh, well, thank you. That's really generous, um, and thank you so much for taking all this time to, to come and, and talk to about this really important subject, and everyone, take, take advantage of that, that challenge this week, and um, I hope to hear that it, it made you feel more energized through the day. We've been talking a lot about energy, building energy, and that's definitely one way to do it. Yeah. So thanks, Maria. Thanks to everyone listening. I look forward to being with you again very soon. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up our podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on the PCUS Diva podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you liked this episode, remember to subscribe to PCOS Diva on iTunes or wherever else you may be listening to this show. And if you have a minute, please leave me a quick review on iTunes because I love to hear from you. If you think someone else might benefit from this free podcast, please take a minute to share it with a friend or family member so she can benefit from it too. And don't forget to sign up for my free weekly newsletter. Just enter your email at PCUSDiva.com to get instant access and make sure you never miss a future podcast. This is Amy Medling wishing you good health. Bye-bye.